Welcome to the Pink Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Ashley Gill. Pink noise is nature's ambient sound frequency. The waves crashing on the shore, a steady rainfall, or leaves rustling in the wind. It is the sweet spot between chaos and control. The world is awash with pink, so much so that our brain waves often sink to its frequency. In this podcast, we will explore this balance in humanity by learning from the stories of those who have navigated their own moments of chaos and control, stability and collapse. Learning the tools and techniques that have worked for them and what they discovered about themselves along the way. When we make space to allow others to share their soul, we can find the inspiration to heal our own. For we are all just a bunch of complex, interrelated organisms trying to find love, purpose, and worthiness. What can your story teach others? Hello, guys. Welcome to our second official episode of the Pink Noise podcast. I am so excited to have you guys, to have Steven back, and to have you guys come back, or if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, This is part two of uh, our episode with Steven. Uh, part one aired last week. I hope you guys have had an amazing week. Um, this episode is a little bit more curated towards the creative endeavor and essentially going after your creative dreams and what that looks like and um, the actualization of bringing your creation to life and what that looks like for an artist. And we kind of run through it beat by beat uh, for Steven's process. Everyone's process is a little bit different, but um, it's really cool to see the inside scoop of how an artist works and what their process looks like. And I think you guys are going to have a really fun insight hearing this episode. Um, Steven and I recorded this episode right before Passover Seder, which is really funny because I mentioned it in the episode. um, And I got to attend a really fun Passover Seder with my boyfriend and uh, a lot of family friends out here in LA, which is always a rarity. Um, So in case you hear that fun little Seder reference dinner, I was off to a beautiful Jewish Passover Seder dinner. Um, But yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. I know I did. And I'm going to let Steven's little intro take it away. Today on Jess's podcast, we're going to be exploring (laughs) religious holidays like Easter and Passover. Part two coming right up. So you recently released your newest project. It's too much left to know, my dear. So magical. So magical. I... All of your music has always like resonated with me really, really deeply. Um, actually, it was pretty funny when I came out to Joshua Tree. I hadn't heard like the Sincerely album yet, or like anything. Like I didn't really hear much of your music yet, and because uh, I had only met Daniel like twice beforehand, and I had a playlist on when we were like in the hot tub, and a song that I had on my playlist that I was like really loving at the time was the song that you did with hell oh yeah in the morning yeah Yeah. and daniel was like did you put that on because steven's i was like i didn't know this was steven like i wasn't trying to like fangirl like that's so funny um but yeah like sincerely is incredible like such an 
deep, profound body of work. Um, and I remember you playing uh, Rainbows from the new EP. So Daniel and I in the studio. It. Yeah, and I remember hearing it and I was just like, he's like nailed it. Like he's up leveled in such, a, it, it's like everything you would ever want from your next project, right? Like I feel like you had a lot of pressure on you for this next project and um, making it perfect and new sound and all of these things. And you just, you hit it. Like sometimes when musicians play new music, you're like, yeah, oh my God, it's really good. Or like, you know, you're supportive in different ways. Um sure. But even as like a, a fan of the music, it was everything I wanted because it it expanded my taste. It's a new genre, essentially. Um, the sounds were new. Every part of me was was stimulated. And then on top of it, there's so much depth, you know, like you're you're brought into a whole new world. And that's really all you can ask from a new project. And there's very few albums and projects that are dropped where I feel that way about it. There was a moment driving to the airport. Daniel and I were headed, I forget where we were going. We are going to Chicago for some reason, and the EP had just released, I think, that Friday. We were flying on Friday. We both had headphones in because we were in an Uber, and we didn't want to, like, ask him to put on the music, so we were listening at the same time. And we both had chills and, like, the same sections, and, you know, he hears different things than I hear, and I'm like, oh, my God, did you hear that lyric? And he's like, did you hear that, like, Aww, progression? And we were just, like, in, in awe. And it really is, like, <laughs> taking that music and applying it to your own life and feeling that empowerment, and there's, ooh, there's such a good line um, where you say, you know, hey, hey, fuck all the shame. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is, like, we all need to be shouting that from the rooftops. Like that is something we need to look in the mirror and say to ourselves every single day because it's like, oh, we carry around so much shame for things that like aren't even ours to be shameful for, you know? Uh, And letting that come out and just like, oh, it's so powerful. So yeah. So check it out. I love that so much. It's out now. Spotify and... SoundCloud. But yeah, so tell me the process of this EP. Oh gosh, okay, wow. The process of this EP was... Where do I begin? (laughs) Well... Creating this music was the... It was the result of dealing with expectation and the perf- this seeking of perfection and trying to do better. Yeah. Um, making this was very much like what we were talking about earlier, um, about like instead of journaling with words, mm-hmm. just lying on the floor and allowing yourself to feel something yeah. and not trying to use your mind to like label what you're feeling or try and understand what you're feeling. Yeah. This creating creating this music was very much the process of no mind. Mm. It was it was it was the result of for you know, after getting sick and coming back to LA, um, dealing with the pressure of having to make something so good um 
and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I was like trying to use my head and I was trying to be as creative and try as hard as I could and I just couldn't get there. You were controlling the situation. I was trying to control it and I was, I was, yeah. And I mean, so many chaotic things happened in order to make that, those five songs. Mm. Um, my cousin Harrison came, moved out here. Someone who barely knew anything about music. Um, he, he was there every step of the way with me making that. Um, I gave him Shout 50, Harrison. Harrison. He literally, ha- <laughs> he literally has 50, he owns 50% of every song. He has 50% writing. And I mean, like he together we just he really encouraged the process of chaos of just Mm. allowing myself to get weird and be more free with my expression and to not think just not think don't think no effort that was like a huge motto of we would write things on the wall every day and something that stayed probably the entire time was no effort here love it no effort here we're not trying we're not trying too hard we're let it be easy because really all that i wanted out of the music that i'm all that i want out of the music i make is for it to be honest and if you're trying so hard how can you possibly be honest so you can't curate honesty yeah doesn't work like that yeah exactly and so a huge part of the process of making these songs was getting ourselves in a headspace where we stopped trying so hard and we stopped thinking so much um and we were just allowing ourselves to like feel safe to to express ourselves freely and harrison and i would do things like scream at the top of our lungs and yell out insecurities or like you know um get really high and and just freak ourselves out or like you know what i mean like (laughs) It was just like a process of like really pushing ourselves to be more um, vulnerable. And the music was just like the the background accompaniment to it. It was just the, 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 like the, it just happened naturally. And I mean, every single one of those songs felt like, I don't even remember making like them. I remember like cleaning them up, Mm -hmm. but I mean, all five of those songs, other than writing the lyrics, Mm Um, and some of the like fine tuning they were pretty much all written in a day each one was pretty much written in a day Um, and it was just a day where like the stars aligned and we were really feeling something and this the song that we ended up making really reflected what we were feeling and um, I mean the whole every project is such a mess and every song is such a mess and it's not it's not even mixed very well. Like I didn't mix, I didn't really mix any of the songs. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I was, it just felt like every attempt, once I, once we had the original idea, every attempt at trying to clean it up and, you know, make it sound more like these records on Spotify, uh-huh. it just felt like we were, we were straying from the original intention of the song. So this was truly a practice in rawness and honesty and um and it was incredibly emotional i mean we were creating from such an emotional place like 
when I made Rainbows, Rainbows was the first song that got made in this in the group, and yeah. that sort of opened up the floodgates yeah. for what was possible. And and I just remember f- crying like when I heard that, like mm. like just crying as I was singing. Like I I remember Rainbows. I made the beat. And this is a great example of the accidents that had to occur for these songs to come together. Every yeah. single one of these songs was like the result of a thousand happy accidents. Um, there was never, it, it, there, there, like, the way that we created this wasn't like, oh, I hear something in my head. We should do this and like put it down. It was very much like just throwing paint at a canvas until shapes appeared. And then you'd kind of like draw a thing around the shape. But, like Rainbows is a great example. Like, I made the beat for that. Like Harrison was upstairs one afternoon. He was like making breakfast, and I came to the studio, and we were in such a flow of just making music every day that I wasn't even thinking. I was just dragging samples into Ableton. And I was, I was like making cool drum beats, and I just like was throwing things down, and it was happening really effortlessly. And I made this really cool beat, and then we ate, and we like took a walk. And then we came back, and by this time the sun now was like starting to go down. Maybe this was more like lunch, not breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast for us during this cycle was probably like at 4 p.m. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we'd be up till like 4 a.m. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so when we took a walk, and then the sun started setting, and then we smoked a joint, and and then we come back, and this was always my favorite part because it's like I forgot what I made in the morning. Oh. You forget, yeah. And so when you hear it, that's and that's this has always been the most exciting part of the creative process for me is the first time you hear what you made because it's really the only time you're gonna get ever to really hear what you made from an from like an objective place. Um, And that's the curse of being an artist is you actually never get to experience the finished product because Mm. you're so you're so caught up in every layer of it oh yeah you can never actually hear it but the first time you listen to it right after you take a step away that's like the that's a magical moment and that's a really important moment in the process for me and so but what happened and this is like this is a great example too of how of the influence harrison had and the intangible influence he had we come back to the studio and before we listen to it Mm -hmm. he like started playing the piano and he was like playing these chords and i like wanted to jam with him and so I like grabbed this drum rack that was in Ableton mm-hmm. and I started playing with him. But I realized in order for, I had like a couple loops on there that I was triggering that were like playing 16th notes, but they were like too fast to yeah. play to his tempo. So I had to like slow the project down. Mm-hmm. And when you slow the project down in Ableton, everything just slows down. It's like, it's like, it's like Ooh. an algorithm that yeah. just stretches everything without like really, it doesn't de- degradate the audio much. It just kind of like mm-hmm. stretches it. And slows it down and so I was jamming with him and then I totally forgot that I slowed it down and I've never actually heard the rainbows beat sped up since and so what happened was we slowed it down and then I was like all right I, and I didn't know I slowed it down I was like all right man let's listen to this I'm ready you know we're nice and stoned we're like feeling good like this is such an exciting moment the sun's down nighttime's upon us and I hit space bar and the bells start and I'm like
remember it sounding this like epic like what's yeah. going on and it took me a while to realize that we slowed it down yes. it took me a while and then it's like the synth kicks in and it's so slow and there's so much space and I'm like what is this yes. what is going on and then the drums come in just like I like was mind blown like I was screaming and I was like oh my god we slowed it down listen to this and there was so much space you could just swim in it like yeah. it was just so infinite the amount of space there was fuck me longer love me silly something like I was just so I was so taken back by what was coming out of the speakers yeah. it felt like I had been searching for this sound for so long and we listened to the whole thing and I was just like We did like a couple passes and I think like by like the third pass through I just pretty much sang the all the melodies the whole thing just happened and I pretty much sang I pretty much sang gibberish all the lyrics that were already there yeah like I think I said um, like I can't keep track of myself like where am I right now I'm wondering I don't think I wrote those I think those just came out of me <laughs> started screaming and I was like Harrison like throw throw up throw up a channel like grab the mic Listen, no, we got 
finished that day that was rainbows we didn't really touch it since I mean that was it it just came out and we like had like we fucked we had Harrison put the vocal distortion on it and that's what I was singing through and day was so exciting and I remember driving home with with the song playing in the car and I just couldn't believe it I was it was like I had found after getting sick and after all this shit that happened it was like there was this hope it was like oh my god yes, yes. and like the way we got there was so special because yeah. it was so accidental and so chaotic yeah and um yeah and then all of that was also accompanied by incredible doubt. Yeah. Incredible doubt. That whole right album. No, well, it happened once I played it for um, my roommates, actually. Well, I think first I played it for Nathan and mm-hmm. Boovy, who were my record label, and they, like, freaked out. Yeah. And it made me so happy. Yeah. And I was just like... And when I presented with it to them, I presented it with so much confidence. I was like, guys... You have to listen to this. Yes. But then I remember coming home and I played it for my for my roommates and they're like a little more, I think, reserved about the way that they express the way that they like something. But I remember playing it for them and they didn't have like the reaction that I thought they were gonna have. Mm. I remember it finished and like my friend was like, That was cool. And I was like, That was cool? Yeah. That's it. And then and then I just thought about how different this whole creative process was and how it's coming from a different place. And then I thought, am I just delusional? Are these songs not really that good? And there's this, the whole EP has this tone of like, it's like this combination of confidence, but also timidness. Mm. Like even the way I'm singing the vocals, I'm like, I mean, I'm like stoned in every song that I'm singing and I'm like scared and like, like my roommate Graham at the studio like he's like in the kitchen and can hear me singing and I don't want him to think that I'm making songs that aren't good I don't want him to think that I'm crazy Mm. and this is all happening but at the same time it's like it's like I'm making these songs from a place of faith of like believing that I'm I've tapped into something really deep and and it felt like I tapped into like some crazy muse and my logical mind was like 
this isn't good like you have to make like make songs that have you know verse verse pre-chorus chorus and just stick to the stick to the routine that worked in the past yeah but something else was like i had this faith in something else and so there's this there's this weird like this ep has this clashing of timidness in my head because my mind is like not sure yeah and it's like comparing it to everything else and being like this is weird yeah. you're weird this is weird music no one's gonna like this but combined with this like unshakable courage and and belief yeah. and faith and honestly it's a faith in god like yeah. this whole ep is exploring my faith in god and um yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's just the most incredible thing I've ever made and I'm so infinitely grateful to have been a part of it. Yeah. It really doesn't feel like something I made. It felt like something that totally just passed through me. Love it. Love yeah. it. That's like, yeah, that's everything. You know. That's so important for people to understand though, too, you know. Like I feel like hmm, people who don't regularly create or make art in any way um have this preconception of making art as like you have to be this certain thing and have this skill set and you do but there's a point in which you're just a vessel and you're just channeling and you don't know where the fuck it comes from mm -hmm. and it comes out and that's almost what connects you back to that faith is because it feels so profound beyond your limitation you know it's not like my brain didn't create this like mm -hmm. it literally passed through me and through my skill set mm -hmm. um yep. and that's that faith that kind of taps in mm -hmm. where it's like i i was witness to it i have to trust it it came through for a reason exactly you know exactly and this whole process has been like it feels like m my faith is just being testified over and over and over again mm -hmm. and the sh and the more it's challenged um the the stronger it becomes and and it's really hard it's really hard to, t to talk about this um without some context to say faith in god because that is a pretty yeah that's a pretty broad statement what does that mean yeah. faith in god what does it, that mean? Does that mean you have faith in a in a wizard in the sky? Does that mean that you believe in in an afterlife? Does that mean that you believe in this or that or that or that? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about faith in a force in my life that is 100% real because I've experienced it over and over and over again. And it... It wants nothing but the best for me, mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that it's that that I'm. It's not going to put me through hell right. over and over and over again. Right. It doesn't mean that um, I'm gonna not going to hurt, but it just means that um, if I, the more that I can trust this thing, the more my life blossoms, and the more love 
and the more connection I find in my life. And um, there's so much a conflict of heart and mind that exists in my life right now where it feels like there's two parts of my being. There's my mind, which is very rational, very objective, very science-based, very evidence-based. Mm -hmm. And it's like the grand inquisitor. He challenges everything. He's infinitely curious. He doesn't believe anything, um, unless it can be proven. Mm -hmm. um, and this mind, like, does not get along with faith. Yeah. Because faith is crazy. I mean, faith is, yeah. what is it? What do you mean? You, what does it even mean to believe in something? Right. Are you just believing in something because it's serving you? Does that even make it real? But then there's this other part of my being that I guess I'm calling my heart. You can call it whatever you want, but it's like the feeling. It's the bot. It's, it's, and it's love and it's, um, but it's an, it knows it, it's a knowing mm -hmm. just like the mind has its knowing in science. There's a knowing in my heart of what's real to my heart. Yeah. And it's, it's so undeniably real. It's, it feels more real than anything my mind can comprehend. Totally it feels right. more real. Yeah. And, and actually I said, there's, there's a conflict in my life right now. I think that conflict existed more, um, over the past year or so but it's it's i'm finding like a, a harmony between mm -hmm. my mind and my heart yeah um well you're bringing awareness to both sides more yeah um yeah it's like they're finding a way to get along and yeah i mean shit it's so crazy cool. it's so crazy so cool um but it's it's been really interesting putting this music out because I've been independent. I don't have a record label. A bunch of drama happened, um, unfortunately, before releasing this. And I parted ways with my my record label. And, and even before any of this music got made, I parted ways with my management. And so this whole thing just got put out. Like, literally, all I did was upload it to TuneCore, and they put it on everything. And I made a couple posts on my social media, and that's it. Yeah. Spotify hasn't playlisted anything. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I reached out to a couple YouTube channels to share it. Yeah. But it's been interesting because, like, more than half the YouTube channels that have supported me in the past came back and were like, this is cool, but this doesn't fit on our channel. Wow. And so it's it's been really interesting to, to see the response because um, it's like, it's now giving my mind more... more uh, more fuel to be like you fucked up you should have stuck to your your old intentions of making music and just done it a little bit more in the box and and played it safe um see this isn't working you can't have a career doing this you have to be a little more safe you have to compromise um but i think that this music has yet to really get out there yeah the people that have heard it, I think, really connect with it. Yeah. Or maybe not everyone, but I think the people that do connect with it, I oh, think it, I think they fuck with it heavy. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, and... Well, it also takes openness. Like, I don't know. I feel like the music industry is a little bit... 
like Instagram right now. They're fed certain things. They're conditioned to like certain loops and melodies and patterns. And if it's familiar to the one that was popular before, they're going to like it like a system. Mm -hmm. Um, And people don't don't take enough time to develop their own tastes. Mm -hmm. They really don't. And unless you're developing your own taste of like, okay, let me expose myself to like all the music out there, not just New Music Friday or not just their top list or whatever the fuck it is. Um, What is everything out there? What are like sounds from like fucking, I don't know, like tribes in another country and what is like, you know, some Norwegian music or whatever. Like you have to hear everything out there to really understand what, sound you resonate with Mm -hmm. um and so i think maybe the ep is like you need fans that are open you know they need to be open but also i think that um i there's a there's it's all about context and you have to be open but like here's a great example with dubstep when I finally fell in love with dubstep. It took me going to a dubstep concert Mm. and experiencing the the culture and the community and the feeling of the bass just pounding through your chest. Yeah. And that visceral um, experience that obviously a huge part of it was the music, but a other part of it was like the set and setting Mm. of how you experienced it. Very true. And I've done a terrible job just by myself creating um a set and setting for people to experience this music too creating a context yeah so like whenever i bring someone to my studio and play them the ep it was a very different reaction than like sending it to someone yeah because you can't control how they might be listening with one earphone in while they're driving home in traffic like yeah. it's gonna be different yeah and they're comparing it to all the other stuff they listen to when they're driving home in traffic mm-hmm. whereas when someone comes to my studio it's like they're like in this this jungle vibe that i've created with like plants and like all this art and like um and they're in they're with me and i can set the mood and i can yeah. like sort of put them there um and i think what it takes to be an artist that's gonna create music that's different and unique, especially in today's culture, is you have to contextualize it with other things. Whether it's videos mm. that like take you into that world, yeah. or it's a live show, yeah. or it's um, some sort of presence on social media. Yeah. Stuff like this, it all plays into it. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out now, how can I continue to create music like this yeah but also create all the other um uh dimensions to it that can contextualize it totally and maybe it's not these five songs maybe these five songs are gonna go completely under the radar oh i hope not they're so so good i know i know (laughs) um i don't i don't think they will but even if they do it doesn't matter because it was like a step it unlocked yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's where like having a team comes into place, and that's why like I'm not great with the like visual art, and I'm really bad with imagining how something's gonna be perceived mm-hmm. um, or experienced um, like on social media and stuff like that. And right, yeah. I really just need help 
I really need help from people on my team. Like Nathan and Jake, my old my old teammates, and Wade and Daniel all did a really good job. Yeah. Of helping me, of like almost translating mm. some of these mm-hmm. things into these other dimensions. Totally. I gave them music and I gave them myself and my honest personality and they helped me kind of find this like sincerely steven blog and the writing and they helped me find like the artwork and the the whole like brand of the whole thing i mean totally i recognize that i'm a business yeah and i have to compete yeah and i have to put effort into into the way that this music is received um but I'm gonna. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be crazy. And and I think also like you shouldn't feel like the all of that weight is on your shoulders. You know what I mean? Like there are people who uniquely can see that bridge. Like it comes to them naturally to be like, oh, this is what you've created. Great. This is how we're gonna yeah. make it more vibrant to yeah. everyone else too. Um, and it's just connecting and finding those people. Yeah. That'll work. That'll happen. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I think I might have found them. Honestly, I have I have dinner with two guys uh, tomorrow morning, who I've been talking to for a while. One of them is has lives in Amsterdam. He's flying out, so I'm gonna meet him. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll see. Could be cool. Yeah. Just being open to it and be, being like clear about what you what you want you know you want to be free to do exactly what you did on this EP. You don't want to have to rush it. You don't want to have to you want to let it come and flow through you as necessary and really just honestly it's like tuning up your vessel yeah like work on being vulnerable take care of your health like do all these things and keep your vessel clear so when that time comes great now it's like perfectly able to come through Mm -hmm. that's so true so cool so true so cool you guys have to check out the ep it's literally insane check out the lyrics as well because there are some really profound stories and um, really just talking about like touching that intangible and touching different levels and understanding um, of the universe, God, whatever is your term. But yeah, so, so cool. Um, do you have any last things you want to say um, i don't want to wrap up but i have to go to see her <laughs> this was such an awesome talk i know um, i'm sure we'll have you on again a hundred percent there's so many things oh, yeah um yeah it's funny how you can it's funny how my favorite conversations you're almost saying things for the first time you're almost mm-hmm. putting feelings and ideas into words for the first time and sure you really can learn a lot from talking. You learn a lot from listening, Mm -hmm. but you can listen to yourself talk and you're like, holy shit, I've never realized that before. You know what I mean? It's like you you can find a lot of clarity that way. Love it. Um, So thank you for um, providing me a place to find clarity in a lot of things. Of course. And where can fans and everyone connect with you? What's the best method? Where do you like to Um, hang? The best place would be, um, I'm so bad right now, like I don't, I haven't looked at my Twitter, my Instagram in days, but I guess maybe uh, either, uh, like send me a, maybe a, a DM on Instagram, yeah. or uh, tweet at me. Amazing. Yeah, that'd be the two best. And it's I think 
I'm crashing. I think I'm crashing. No G. No G. So cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, thank you so much. This was awesome. Full moon healing. Healing. healing table. I can feel it already. Yes. Love it. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to kick the AC on and uh, peace, peace. Good night. Thank you guys for joining us on the Pink Noise podcast. Please like and subscribe. It really helps um, let the podcast be seen to more and more people so it can reach more people and hopefully positively influence more and more people guests and viewers and let it seep into everyone else's mind so please like and subscribe on itunes spotify check out anchor to see all the different places that the pink noise podcast is at i hope you guys have an incredible weekend um check out pinknoisecollective.com to see more of the show notes to see any links or uh to follow steven or i on social media have an awesome weekend thanks guys